0: question to anyone, who is the top manager of the year so far? Is it Posta or is it actually Sean Dyche? (laughs) Because there's a brilliant argument for Sean Join
1: in the obsession. Subscribe now at offtheball.com forward slash join. Rugby Daily on Off The Ball. Welcome to Monday's Rugby Daily. My name is Richie McCormack and on the way a week out from Christmas is Doris Day as the Leinster back rower puts pen to paper on his new deal the incredible salary apparently being offered to Orgy Snyman by Leinster, and reaction from another mixed weekend for the Irish provinces in the Investec Champions Cup. First up today, Caelan Doris has extended his IRFU central contract. The number eight will remain with Leinster and Ireland through to at least the summer of 2027, by which time he'll be 29. Doris has become a pivotal figure in the Ireland back row, making 36 appearances since his debut in 2020. He's made double that for Leinster, scoring 11 tries along the way and helping them win four league titles. Outgoing IRFU Performance Director David Nusafora described Doris today as a world-class performer, adding that his new contract is testament to his growing reputation and high standing both here in Ireland and internationally. Orgy Snyman's move to Leinster is still awaiting confirmation. However, that hasn't prevented the Springbok's alleged salary doing the rounds, Munster, of course, decided not to extend Snyman's contract there, which expires at the end of the season, effectively opting instead to keep his teammate Jean Klein. It had been reported back in South Africa that the Stormers were bidding in the region of €490,000 a year to bag the World Cup winner. Now, Rugby Pass claim that Leinster will offer Snyman a package of €500,000 a season. The towering lock has played just 10 games for Munster due to various injuries. He's now in his fourth season there, with Network 24 working out by Back in South Africa, that Snyman has cost Munster eight thousand euro for every minute he's played. Speaking to off the balls Kuin of Florida after Saturday's win over sale, Leo Cullen was asked if the speculation surrounding Snyman had distracted their preparations for that Pool Four clash. This time of year
2: that's always going to be there, isn't it? Like and it's it's tricky because it's just by its very nature, like you know, we have a squad of forty-five senior players you know generally guys sign two year deals that's the way it works so every year half your squad is ultimately out of contract and so you're going through this renewals process and you know then you're looking at what else is out there in the market as well so there's all this discussion that takes place at this time of year Um, and it's just part and parcel of the business that we're in unfortunately so there's no easy way to do it Um, and yeah, like it's you know we're lucky that we uh, we have a group of players that you know know each other pretty well and come through the system and all the rest. And I think most of them are pretty keen to play the rugby here in the short term and the long term. So, um, but we'll work our way through it bit by bit. And that's just I think is unfortunately that's just the part of the game, isn't it?
1: Speaking of Munster, they're firmly on the back foot in Pool 3 of the Investec Champions Cup after yesterday's defeat away to Exeter, having led 19-10 at Sandy Park at the break. Two tries in the space of two second-half minutes from Ross Vincent and Jack Dunn saw Munster crumble. That defeat followed last week's draw with Bayonne, with a trip to Toulon on the horizon two weeks into the new year. Speaking on this morning's off-the-ball breakfast, Alan Quinlan gave some insight into where things have fallen down for the URC champions in the Champions Cup.
0: They went to Toulouse last year. They were absolutely brilliant in January. I don't think they fear going away as regards playing rugby. They won in, obviously, the URC in Cape Town. They yeah. won in Glasgow. Um, it's the fundamental stuff that's letting them down, and that's the stuff up front that traditionally you'd associate Munster being strong at, um, which is, is kind of worrying and concerning. And... I, <sighs> We're probably going to talk about Connacht in a minute, but Connacht are in a similar position. They're a very similar side to Munster. Munster probably looked at the Connacht template around attack and got so much better. Connacht's attack is so exciting to watch. But again, they're just underpowered, set-piece time. Like I watched Leinster the other day. Of course, every team is going to lose a line out here and there. But there's just a difference in the quality of the ball that's been won in the line-out. Yeah, and the best teams do that. You just know going into a line out, they're going to win this line-out unless something goes yeah. crazily wrong. Whereas you just have a fear. And Connacht, the week before, against uh, when they're playing Leinster at home, they lost three or four line-outs in that second half. and I, and And it just makes a difference. When you're in games where... You know, they're hanging in the balance. You're trying to protect the lead or you're trying to chase a the lead. They're the moments. And Munster lost those moments yesterday. And it's similar to, to a little bit to Connacht again at the weekend. And, and Saracen's just control. And probably ultimately at the end of it, you can start picking through it all. You're lacking a little bit of physical strength and power and, and, and a couple of bruisers up front who win you those collisions their dominance in the in the physical stakes. And, um, you know, you can't just invent those players or, or you know, you have to make do. But um, certainly when you have injuries and the depth chart isn't as, as strong as the top teams, it's an issue.
1: Mack Hansen is back in the frame for Connacht's URC trip to Ulster this Friday. The Ireland winger was forced to miss Saturday's Investec Champions Cup loss away to Saracens with the same foot injury sustained in the recent loss to Bordeaux. That good news offsets largely bad news on the injury front for Connacht today. Dermot Kilgallant needs to see a specialist regarding the hamstring injury sustained after his second half introduction for John Porch. Paul Boyle suffered an eye injury at the Stonex Stadium. I will see a specialist himself this week. A New Year's Day return against Munster, meanwhile, is the target for Ushie and Dowling after his shoulder problem. Finally, back to length, who made it back-to-back wins in Pool 4 live on Saturdays off the ball. However, they conceded two late tries in a 37 points to 27 bonus point win over Sale at the RDS. Speaking after the game, head coach Leo Cullen talked to Kuno Florida.
2: You mentioned during the week you're looking for a proper performance. Would you define that as a proper performance? Uh, no, I think we only really got that probably, what, five minutes before halftime and probably 20 minutes after, 20 to 25 minutes after halftime or so. Um, You know the first thirty minutes, yeah, we weren't accurate enough, really, and then the last whatever five ten minutes again, probably had some opportunities. Uh, But again, it's credit to say as well, a bloody physical team, and they were they were as I said, they were tough enough to crack. Would you be frustrated or annoyed about the first five minutes, the last five minutes? The players looked a bit frustrated out there; that they weren't performing at the level they would hope to play at, even. Um, but that's again, like that's the way that a sale will play. So, like they will try to frustrate you in terms of some of the sideline and hoop and the hollering that they do. Like, and that's what the whole intention of that is um, to try and unsettle you. So. You know, if we score earlier in the first half, you know, then life becomes a bit easier, and then Sailor the ones have to chase the game. But because we're having to chase the game, then you're having to force things slightly. So, the message is like, you know, we start the game a little bit better that first twenty minutes. Um, but again, you know, we're maybe Robbie's a little bit lucky in terms of that uh, yellow cards, um, and then some of the execution pieces that were, are in our control. So, again, that's what we need to get better at. Game's over. You can park it two wins out of two in Europe you must be happy with that um, yeah like we've unbelievably um, tough people so like it's you know as you say like it's the first two wins our first two games are done and we've got two wins um, but you know Stafford say it's not going to be easy at Viva and then we're over in Leicester the following week and you know but that's sort of it's parked a little bit for now because now it's back to URC trying to accumulate points and it's going to be a great battle isn't it down the 26th against Munster and, you know, so making sure that we treat the fixture with the respect that it it deserves um, because it'll be two sets of players going full at it again, just like it was in the Aviva a couple of weeks ago. Um, And then we've also here on New Year's Day and again, it's on that short turnaround. So we try and manage that a little bit better maybe than we have this last six-day turnaround.
1: That's it for today's Rugby Daily. Don't forget to subscribe to the OTB Rugby feeds to keep this podcast coming to you free of charge Monday to Friday. My name is Richard McCormack and I will have more Rugby Daily for you tomorrow. Till then, thanks for listening.